Welcome to the UFTA Podcast. Hosted by Emily O'Connor and Jordan Rudolph. The UFTA Podcast brings you a surprisingly fresh take on everyday topics in health, fitness, and everything in between. We want to open the door to explore new information and new solutions in a way that's easy for you to understand and apply to your own life. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the UFTA podcast. We're season three, episode 26. I am Jordan Rudolph. And I'm Emily O'Connor. Happy to be joined by M post one birthday uh, uh, of a birthday yesterday. So uh, do you feel older? I'm uh, pretty, pretty much the same. Pretty much Can't the same. say. But I was joking with someone yesterday. I spent, maybe it was last year, the year before. I couldn't remember if I was 28 or 29. So I kept Googling how old I was. So I continued to do that, uh, so I don't know if that contributes to my lack of feeling older at the present moment, but it's what it is. Another birthday. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are we talking about today? We are talking about a topic that I think many people deal with, have dealt with, know someone who dealt with um, low back pain, but specifically coming at it from a different angle as we like to do with our surprisingly fresh takes and unpacking if low back pain is really stemming from the low back or if the low back is the victim of a lacking area somewhere else in the body. So in other words, is your low back really the problem or is it the actual victim of something, some other problem? Mm -hmm. And we can almost replace low back with knee. Yeah. With shoulder, right? There, there's a couple of neck. There's a couple of different areas, but if we follow our joint by joint approach, which our body is made up of alternating joints of uh, alternating patterns through our joints of stability and mobility, our knees, for an example, are stability. So if we alternate the body, the next joint up or down, if we're thinking about the knee, the hip and ankle are both mobile. So mobile, stable, mobile if I'm going from the ankle up to the hip or vice versa. Which means that the next part in line is low back. Mm -hmm. And that means the next part in line from the low back is your thoracic spine, mid upper back area. So if we think about it from like this, from an example of what we're describing here, um, the low back is often something that we hear people have pain in. Probably the most, it, 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 I think it is the, the most common body area where people have, have pain. I think shoulders is number two and knees are number three. Um, I haven't looked at the studies lately, but I'm sure they haven't changed too much. So if we think about the low back, like we have low back issues. What if the low back wasn't really the problem? What if the what if the problem was, for an example, that you have uh, garbage hips, poopy hips, that cannot do hip things? So what happens then is your body, your hips are meant to be more mobile um, outside of the glutes. Don't look at it from that way, like internal, external rotation of the hips and flexion extension of the hips. If they can't do those things well, the knee or the low back, the next two joints in line, will try to make up for what the hips can't do. Mm -hmm. When the low back and the knees are meant to transfer force and stabilize the spine and the body. 
now they're trying to be more mobile, which puts an enormous amount of pressure on them. Because now the hip, when the hip can't do hip things, the knee and the low back will start trying to do hip things. And that's where we get into trouble. So what if, what if, just hear us out on this, because I know what your doctor has said. Em, do you know what the doctors have said? I do. I do. We've heard it from many people, right? In terms of, yep, it's the low back, right? It's this. But a lot of times without the conclusivity of an image or some other like route of movement testing, which I'm sure we'll get into, it's tough to say that specifically when coming from the physician's lens or vice versa coming from whoever the professional is is always going to see it from their lens well let's, i was just going to say that let's put it up against like us you and me right now mm-hmm. up against the physician the doctor or surgeon mm-hmm. i'm happy to do so okay so if you the listener go to a physician if they go to a physician right now and say i've got low back pain uh, let's do shots the easiest thing that the doctors can do, the nurses can do, the PAs can do, is just give you the cortisone shots. That is easiest step. They're also following insurance procedures. Okay? Go through those steps. Still in low back pain. Doc, I'm backing because my low back pain is not fixed. Okay, let's do x-rays. Well, it does look like there's some bone on bone. It looks like there's a lot of uh, space missed in here, the degeneration, XYZ. How old are you? Well, I'm 55. Well, pretty much everybody after 40 has a degenerative spine. First of all, um, a lot of us might not have problems with it, nerve stuff, maybe we're just lucky, but a lot of us have it. Same thing with meniscal tears in the knee, but we'll save that for another talk, okay? And then we go into this next part of it where, okay, let's look at an MRI of the, of the spine, of the blue back. Let's look at the tissues, let's look at everything. And you do that, and like, yeah, we've got a, a potential herniated disc here, which again, thousands of people have, but they might not have pain in. And they do everything, and they're not wrong in their conclusivity of what they found and the tools that they have, which they have million-dollar machines that can do these things. But did they ever think about addressing the hip? Did they ever think about addressing how much you sit during the day and how you sit, how you walk, the shoes you wear, how are your knees doing, do you have ankle mobility? All of those things. They're looking at the low back because that's what you came there to do. Emily and I, as of this podcast recording, do not have access to an MRI machine and an X-ray machine to just take people through stuff. What we have are our tools. You have low back pain, let's see how you're breathing. Let's see how your spine moves. Let's see if you can brace. Let's see how your hips move. Let's see how your knees move. Let's see how your ankles move. Because we're using the tools that we have to be more of a holistic approach to see up and down the river of what the body's really happening. And in that case, a lot of times when we help address those other areas, guess what happens? Low back pain almost go always goes away. Yep. Well, and I think that's the benefit of seeing the holistic approach, right? Where a physician can be very educated and even let's go surgeon one step in, in like a very niche, very specific area. And if I want someone cutting into me I want that person to be very good at that specific area where they're cutting into versus not seeing the body and or us seeing the body in that total view as a human mover and saying like, well, yes, like two things can be true. Mm-hmm. Maybe there is something going on at the low back. Like you were saying, most people over the age of 40, everyone over the age of 40 has some sort of degeneration. You might just not know it's there because you haven't had it imaged. 
and you don't have pain or symptoms of other kinds. So it's probably there. But what if that's not the cause of what you are feeling? What if the cause of what you're feeling, or at least a contributor of the cause, is your hips not doing the hip things that they are supposed to do, and your entire pelvis moving instead of your leg within the socket of the hip? Yeah. Right? So that's where the nice kind of thing can come in, where it might be like two things can be true here, but how much of what degree and what impact can we have without just chalking it up to like, ah, just is what it is, right? We just talked about that in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't love that saying too much. Mm-hmm. And that's what we hear a lot, right? That, mm-hmm. Oh, it is what it is. It's the norm. It's just, it's. I'm 55, I'm 60, I'm still going to go. It's, it's just, I, I beat my back up, right? Mm-hmm. Which isn't wrong. They probably have. But what what you're saying too is like, if you go to a surgeon, what is the surgeon good at? Cutting. Cutting. Yep. You're good at surgery. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the best if we're going to see him for something. Exactly. Right? The person you want right. should be really freaking good at it. So what if we go through all this trouble, we go through the surgery, knee, hip, ankle, low back, whatever it is. Yes, it feels better, but it's not quite where you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Why is that the case? Well, they did the surgery. Why am I not better? It's because they didn't look at the hips, the knees, the ankles, the T-spine, your posture, your breathing, your core. Like we, we can go through these diagnoses or these symptoms all day, but it also takes a, a different type of lens to look at it from the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that I pride ourselves on here at Unity is that we do that. So hence we're doing a podcast to help our listeners also get in that mindset because it's it, we don't have doctor after our name. We don't have PhD or MD or any of those things after our name. We have certifications, but if we have doctor in front of our name or any of those things after the name, we're automatically looked at as more credible, more trustworthy, never not. But there's a lot of doctors out there that are doing untrustworthy things. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll be the first to say it. Maybe you haven't heard that before, listener. If you if you if you haven't, welcome to the party. Get get up to speed. Okay. Um, and this is where we're not trying to say that doctors are bad. What we're trying to say is what if you could save the potential of a surgery in your spine? or some big catastrophic um, missing out on life, like painful ordeal of your spine. Yeah, like a chronic, like it's just your, it, it just is what it is, and yeah. maybe you don't want to go the surgery route, but all the, all the doctor then knows is, well, we can manage the symptoms with these cortisone injections. Again, not looking at potential for improvement from the other areas. Mm-hmm. Right, we just might need to step out, or in this case, like we're using the lens example, like put a different lens on it. Mm-hmm. What else could I do that might help? It could not, right? To be fully transparent, maybe it's not the hips. Yeah. But maybe it is. And what if it is? And what if that's the freedom and the abilities that you're looking for are simply found by just looking at the hips instead of all that energy going into something else? Yeah. And again, low back is an example, but hips and knees, shoulders, T-spine, like we can pinpoint a million different spots. Yeah, we picked the low back for this specific topic because we know it hits home for 70, I think 76% of people experience low back pain at some point in their life, Mm -hmm. okay? And that's just reported. Yeah. Right? When they're asked, ask me today, I'm fine. I go do something weird in the gym or tonight, whatever, on the floor, and I'm I'm there tomorrow. Well, the survey was yesterday, so now I'm in back pain, but I said no yesterday, right? So that's just reported. So Mm -hmm. we can just say conclusively that 
the assumption would be 100% of people will experience low back pain at some point in their life. From something, yeah, yeah. I would agree. Something, mm-hmm. right? So we, we picked low back because it hits home with everybody and it hits home with you and it hits home for absolutely somebody that you know. But what's ha- what we want to get through this different approaches, we all think that if low back pain is happening, we have to immediately go to the doctor where there could be steps that are in your control and your effort that you can do prior to that or in conjunction with that to help with the process overall. And we're also not saying that the low back is also not ever the problem. Correct. There are certainly, certainly a handful of times that the low back is just is the problem. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, like I think of one very specific member here where we know that the low back is contributing to that. Yep. We also know that there's other factors contributing to that too. Yep. Right. So I think knowing again, that holistic picture of the entire thing all of the information can help you make better decisions moving forward and we talked about the beginning of the episode and even the title of the episode the low back being the victim it can keep you from becoming the victim of your own story of your diagnosis if that's the case Mm -hmm. right a diagnosis isn't necessarily like a sentence to this lifetime of whatever the diagnosis is or the symptoms it can simply be an informed and a marker of decision-making moving forward. It doesn't have to be a trap that you are now stuck in as a result of that. And that's probably the biggest point we want to get across here. Like, you, like we don't want you, the listener, to feel trapped into thinking like low back pain means surgery or low mm-hmm. back pain means I'm going to live with this as long as I can because that's what everybody does or, until I can't. Or any other pain. Or any right? other pain. Yeah, or any other pain, yeah. for sure. We, we want to have, have you open your mind to something that is probably not very mainstream so you don't see this a lot, mm-hmm. okay? there Obviously, there's physical therapists and chiropractors out there that can, that can help with this stuff too, but they often still just look at the low back. They, they don't treat the body as a whole. They're treating the symptom. Again, maybe we have the luxury of not having those techniques, practices, education, tools. training, tools yeah. in our wheelhouse. So this is how we do things, and this is hence why we talk about them in a podcast. But we are working with what we're giving given, and we view that all of these people should be involved. You should have a chiropractor, PT, uh, doctor, some sort of fitness professional involved in this process if you are in pain to help you look at it like this, and hopefully a fitness professional is doing what we're talking about here right now. Mm-hmm. So just think of like a, another easy example of like, what if the foot is not working correctly? What if your foot, yeah. like you don't have arches, right? So what happens when you don't have arches? Somebody tells you, oh, just get these shoes. Mm-hmm. So now you get these shoes that just mimic what your foot is supposed to do. You're actually not training the foot on how to do that anymore. And now the, the these shoes, whatever they are, are supposed to act like a nice stability stable thing for you but what's happening is you're not using the foot how it's supposed to be used like it is supposed to be used and made like how humans were made mm-hmm. right anymore it's not doing that that and you go with these shoes for years and years and years and years and years and then all of a sudden you realize you don't have good balance you have pain in weird places but also the foot changes and then if the foot changes it's the closest thing we have to the floor everything up the ladder will now change and be affected by it so if the foot is not as stable or as springy as we need it to be, now the ankle, which is supposed to be mobile, stops being so mobile because it has to take some heat off the foot because the foot all of a sudden became super mobile and not so stable that we needed it to be. So the ankle tries to do the foot things. When the ankle loses mobility, 
becomes more stable. Now the knee's trying to figure out, well, why are we working so hard on this? Because our ankle's not, so the knee all of a sudden has pain. So you start feeling knee pain, so you start walking differently. You start taking stairs differently. You start doing less things. And then the hips get stiff. And then our hips get stiff, and then our low back's like, well, we need to still move like this. We need to still turn, we need to still bend, we need to still squat, we need to still step. But the hips aren't doing it, so our low back, our lumbar spine, our low back has to do it. This is all from a foot issue, guys. And we, we were only talking about one foot issue. I didn't say feet, I said one foot, right? We have two feet, and if these are both the same issues, now you have a bilateral issue, and now we have to kind of work up and down the river. So I just, I want you to guys think about the concept. Again, this is what Emily and I do. This is what Ben does here, what Mandy, what Lance, what future coaches do here. This is what we do, mm -hmm. because these are what we are, these are the tools, these are the education we've been given, the tools we have. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I mean, I think that goes without saying we only got to the lumbar spine, yeah. not even like the joints up the body, but I think it's enough to give you guys an idea of like... Foot issue is why you have a shoulder issue. Exactly. Just how it's connected, right? Like speaking from very personal experience for 20, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago-ish, I couldn't stand from a bodyweight squat because I had pain in my hip. And I was like, oh, well, that's annoying. But I knew I was going home. My mom's a PT. Like, I'll take advantage of the free home PT, right? So I'm like, okay. In the two and a half weeks, I was like, oh, I just won't squat. I'll work on my pull-ups. Fabulous. I was like, cool. And now I'm I'm a trainer, right? And so I know these things. But early in my career, didn't know as much as I thought I did. Get assessed by my mom. Turns out my tight lats in my upper back were affecting my hip. And she did this all through an assessment. So by me doing pull-ups, I was actually making probably it making it worse. And I didn't know until I got assessed by someone that wasn't me, right? In this case, a PT. And world of difference. Two weeks later, all good. No big deal. But it just goes to show, like, again, we what we do here now and where I was there, very different scenario. But even with the most education, when it's a personal thing it just was too personal for me to step outside of it and, and and really think of like oh yeah maybe it is like the body's yeah. connected like emily you took anatomy in college right so just to have that lens and that perspective to think through things and just say like ah what if it's not and make that step to reach out to us here and hop on a discovery call and just learn a little bit more or to reach out and or maybe to question and be a self-advocate in an appointment and say like ah have you have you ever thought about if it's not my low back like what if it is the hips and the person you're asking that question to might not know maybe it gets them thinking a little bit mm -hmm. but at least then you know you ask the question and if they don't have an answer that you're comfortable with maybe seek a second opinion maybe talk to someone else a different discipline with a different lens for whatever thing that you're going through. For sure, for sure. When it, when, it's, when it becomes personal, A, we have a little bit more, um, uh, what's the V word I'm looking for? Vin, uh, not vindicated. Um, we're a little bit more compassionate about it. Okay. Um, there's a word, I'll think of it by the time we're done. Uh, we have conviction, it's a C word. <laughs> it's a there's C with a B. In it. Yeah, there is a B. We have a little bit more conviction behind it, Yes. right? And the other thing that happens when it's personal is that we, we can sometimes get clouded because we have such an emotional push towards, like, I want my hip fixed, like, fix my hip. There's plenty of times where people come in here, low back pain, we look at some things, but we're not even looking at the low back all the time. We look at the whole body. My favorite is, like, when people come in with knee pain, and then we 
for example, find something in their hip or whatever it is, and then we do some soft tissue stuff and some release stuff. And they're like, yeah, but it's my knee hurts. I'm like, right, but do this rolling here, do this release here. And they're like, wow, that's really sore. I'm like, well, like, now, how does your knee feel? And then they stand up and do a step up. They're like, oh, uh, knee pain's gone. Like, but it was my knee. Like, we understand, but we're looking up and, up and down the river. Like, mm-hmm. not all, again, the, the knee is the victim in that scenario. Yeah. More often than not, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that the low back is the victim, not the problem. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's not ever the problem, but it's the victim. I see it with golfers all the time come in with low back pain, their hips cannot move. Again, I can ask myself, chicken or the egg, did something happen with the low back, trauma, did they have an injury, that then caused the hips to basically lock up and seize to protect it? Or were the hips doing that first all along and then it chicken or the egg, right? So uh, we're gonna always work on core stuff first and, and address some areas, but again, self-advocacy is something that you said earlier and just starting to think differently and and just ask yourself like is it really the problem or is it the victim mm-hmm. is something else going on mm-hmm. are stress levels very high yeah right am i not sleeping at all am i sleeping sleeping poopily yep right nutrition, nutrition right like all the other little things that could contribute to this as opposed to like we talked in a previous episode as opposed to just chalking it up to that ah, just is what it is and i don't have control like where can we think differently and take back some of that control Mm -hmm. so that we can do the things that we want to, so we can get out of pain, so that we can live without compromise. Another recent episode, just keep referencing as many as possible, right? But truly looking differently can change all of those things. For sure. So Hopefully that helps, guys. Hopefully that gives you a different little mindset to think about things and and maybe ask the questions differently and, and start thinking a little bit differently to advocate for yourself and for your health and for your life without compromise, your pain-free life, all of those things. But we're, we're, this is part of the education process that we deliver with our clients here. We, we have them all start thinking differently if they're open to it. Mm-hmm. And if they're here and they stay with us, they, they are. That's why they're here. Correct. Yeah. I think that's all that needs to be said. Cool. Go think differently. Yep. As always, thank you guys very much for listening to this week's episode of the OOFDA podcast. We very much appreciate it. Share this episode with someone who you think needs to or might want to hear it, like we talked about. Probably know someone with back pain. Maybe send this their way if they've struggled with it currently or in the past. As always, rating, review, share, subscribe, download, all the things that also help us to grow organically. And we will catch you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Thanks, guys.